G'day, guitar wankers. Welcome to another Guitar Wank podcast. I am your host, Troy McCubbin. Thank you for joining us. This is episode 168, and we have a doozy for you today. We have a, a lovely guest that came in. Our first official, and I'm kind of a little disappointed to say this, uh, well, sad. We should have, I mean, we've been trying to make something like this happen for a while now. But anyway, our first female guitarist, thank God. Um, I, I wanted to get, I tried to get Miss Jennifer Batten a while ago, but she's she's not in town and uh, she doesn't come to LA much, I've been told. But anyway, I know if she ever does come to LA, we would love to have Jennifer on. We're big fans. Um, but yes, Molly Miller. We've got Molly M- Miller on today and uh, that's fantastic. She works with Jason Mraz and does a bunch of stuff that you're going to hear all about. So we're going to jump into that. Quick couple of things, uh, of course... If you ordered a mug, and I believe you did, we have no mugs at the moment. So, uh, chillax on that. We're trying to sort that out. Uh, We do have caps, and we do have some T-shirts left in extra large, I believe. There you go. Useless information, that is. Uh, What else we got? Bruce is taking off to New York. He'll be there tonight or tomorrow morning. He'll be there. So, this week, if you're in New York, go see Bruce Foreman. He's going to be at uh, Lincoln Jazz Center, at Dizzy's, and the other place which you'll... I can't think of it right now, but he's he talks about it. I'm going to put it right at the front of this uh, podcast uh, where actually Molly is playing in town this week and where Bruce is playing in New York. So if you're in Los Angeles, you can go see Molly, I believe, Tuesday night at uh, the York. And then um, Bruce is playing in New York. He's there for a week, so if you want lessons... You want to catch up with a guy, take him out for a beer, um, take him to a strip club. Do it. Just take Bruce to a strip club. (laughs) Uh, Catch up with him. He's in New York for the whole week. It'd be a great time to catch up with Bruce, even if you just want to say g'day. But go see him at Dizzy's and, yeah, the other place I can't think of it. But anyway, uh, Bruce... Right at the front of the episode, we do it. Other than that, if you are a Patreon member, we have more prizes to give away, which we will be giving away. Uh, we have another and winner to announce. So that's coming up, I think, next week. But, um, of course, we have the Quilter Amp, Wireworld Pro Package that we're giving away, the, 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 the awesome package. And uh, thanks to Larry and David from Wireworld Pro Audio. Cables, pro audio cables, and what else we got? Um, that's it. All right, let's just jump into it. Thank you for the feedback, uh, everyone that's written in of late. If you have a query, you have a question, you have a, um, you just pissed off, you, you hate the accent. Let me know. No, don't. I don't want to actually. Couldn't be bothered. There's fucking nothing I can do about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, get another host. Yeah, then who's going to do the podcast? So up your bum. Uh, yeah, but if you have a query, a question, a problem, or you just want to vent, guitarwank at gmail.com. Go to the website, guitarwank.com. You can see Facebook messages on our website. You can also go to Patreon from our website. You can order stuff on our website. You can listen to the podcast on the website, guitarwank.com. Go there. Um, yeah, uh, other than that, I think that's about it. We... Uh, more shit coming up in the next few weeks. Should be fun. All right, be safe, be good, take care. And remember, Bruce is going to be at Vitalo's. That's going to be a big one. We're trying to get everyone together just to have a good guitar wank hang. 
and meet some of you uh, LA folk. Or if you're visiting LA and you want to catch up with us, that is May 8th at Foytello's. And uh, me and Bruce are going to be reenacting the, the, the murder that happened there a few years back. <laughs> anyway, I will explain it on the podcast. All right, have fun. Uh, enjoy, the, enjoy the show. Thanks, Molly. We appreciate you coming by. She was such a pleasure and such upbeat and great energy. And it, it, was, it was a fun night. I really enjoyed it. Uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Have a good one. 168, the episode is, I believe. Not that you're counting, okay? All right, mate. Bye. Tell us where you're playing this week. This is happening this week. This week. Okay. Where are you playing? What's today? Okay, Tuesday, I'm at the York. Which is where? Highland Park. And then I go on tour. Oh, mo- no, sorry. Let me start again. Tonight, I'm at Delilah. Monday, I'm at Perch. Perch. Tuesday, I'm at the York. That's the one where I'm trying to, like, get people to go to because right. the York, I mean, the other ones I don't need to bring people to. And then I'm playing with Jason Mraz <sighs> in Redondo Beach. And then I go to Asia. Hey, when do I play with Jason? Saturday. So I don't think I'm gigging. Wednesday or Thursday. Right, so really Tuesday night is the gig to come and see you at... The York. And when York. I get back into town, then you're going to see me in the New York. Yes, the New you're going to be in New York. <laughs> Bruce, where are you going to be? I'm at Mesro Tuesday night. I'm at Dizzy's Jazz at Lincoln Center Thursday night. Fantastic. And you're are you out yeah. there for a week? I'm out there for a week. There'll be other stuff going down. I'm mostly looking for a, a good uh, off-Broadway hit for the red guitar. Think I, I can see it happening. And then, of course, the red guitar comes here the 8th of May. The Vitalos. Yes. Don't want to miss that. Of where we're going to recreate the um, the shooting of, what's his name's wife? Robert Blake. Yes. Robert Blake. Fantastic. And you're the wife. I'm the wife. I'm going to put on a lovely frock. And are you Robert night. Blake? I guess I'll be the Robert Blake. That'd be cool. awesome. Well, I'm bummed <laughs> I have to miss that, but I hope someone videotapes it. Yeah, well. Fantastic. <laughs> Make a few phone calls, out. whatever, you know, it's like, yeah. wow. Yeah, especially That's sometimes really... it's so cheap. Sometimes it can be really cheap. 
Like, I oh. went out after Perch last week. I saw um, a band play at this mini bar. Do you know that spot? Inside the Best Western, like, right near, like, on Coanga and Franklin, right around there. Uh-huh. It's a cool little spot. Um, but it was, like, a $5 Uber from my house, you know? Drink as much as I want. Right. Saving lives. Really? Yeah, the phones destroyed lives, but... Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Uber's the, yeah Uber and Lyft they're saving lines. I, I wish think we, so. Wish had it. So are we are we, we are rolling. Are we going to start? Yeah. You want me to start? Yeah. This is exciting. You, I don't. I can just kind of let. It, it's, it's there's no there's yeah. no rules. There's no professionalism. There's no. Definitely not. There there's that. there's none of the above. No. Perfect. That kind just, of gig. It's just a hang. Yeah. Cool. So Bruce, welcome wankers. Uh, it's a big week. I just want to let you New York wankers know that I will be there this week. Tuesday, I'm at Mesro with Hillary Gardner, a fantastic singer. Thursday, I'm at Dizzy's Club Coca-Cola and Jazz at Lincoln Center. Hold on, this week? This coming week. Like you leave tomorrow? I leave tomorrow night on the Red Holy Eye. Holy shit. So I want the New York wankers, let's all hang out together. Let's make them sorry they hired me. Let's shame them. <laughs> and then uh, L.A. wankers... Next week, when I get back on the eighth of May, I'm at Vitello's, the 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 place where Robert Blake murdered his wife, or then they got away with it. Uh, so you know, and we're, we were going to do a reenactment, but I I, I want to play his wife. Can I uh, play his wife? Ask who's going to be your wife. <laughs> but, but anyway, so that's gonna you That'd know. That'd be so cool. Yeah. So that and that will be the red guitar. So please. And they just really on me about this there, you know, and they charge extra if you pay at the door. So just get your tickets in advance and let's really, let's really make them sorry they hired me, okay? <laughs> and um, really super excited because tonight, why is tonight different than all other nights? That's just, you know, coming out of Passover. Time of year, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, we have a wonderful talented artist who i have happened to know for a very long time yeah and she is with us tonight ladies and gentlemen i'd like to introduce molly miller molly Molly. yes our first female guitarist which i'm ashamed to say that other than you well other than me (laughs) yeah have you had any other female non-guitarists yes we had a singer we had danielle Danielle and we had um, richard smith's wife jumped in right she was a what did she play cello cello yeah Yeah. oh i i was nagging jennifer batten cool over the internet over the internets to come on but she's like i'm never in la and it's Ah. <laughs> she, yeah. she well, didn't. She you know, I mean, it's hard to get. Everybody, everybody, it's so great. Everybody says, "Why don't you get this person? Why don't you get this person?" I says, "Yeah, you know, it's like they, you sure. know, we want to, we want everyone on the show. It's like it's, it's hard scheduling. to just schedule them. It's hard to find them when they're available. It's hard to find them when our when we're available. Of course, Scott is um, still has laryngitis. He's sitting right oh, there, no. but he can't speak. Uh, it's been that way for a few months. So nice to see him at least. It's nice to see him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think his hygiene thing could step up a game or two, but yeah. anyway. As is with now, most guitar players. <laughs> <laughs> now, so people know what Molly does. Like, you, you're nothing to do with the Miller beer brand, right? No, I don't even drink it, actually. 
There you so go. So that's oh. how far well, That's where you would I jump am. in with North Coast Brewery. Right, right, right. Well, we happen to have a beer sponsor. We have North, North Coast Brewery. So, you know. Um, I had it at my house when you came over. That's right. That's right. We that's drank crazy. it at your party. It was, yeah, serendipitous. That's, that's yeah. right. And, well, Molly, of course, you can check her out in all the various social media outlets. And she has a record out or I have now. one. I, it's, it feels, it's funny. It feels dated. It's a couple years old. Yeah, but um, it's the same band you're playing it with It is, right but now. I feel like we've grown and I have evolved and whatnot. But yeah, I think yeah. Uh, the plan is to record a new record with my trio, with Jennifer Condos and Jay Bellarose in uh, September is what I'm aiming to do because we need a new record. But yeah, we have some more current like YouTube videos. Uh-huh. So they can check her out like on YouTube. Instagram. Molly, spelled like Molly. Miller, spelled like Miller. The beer. <laughs> Not related. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, and she's on probably Instagram. and Moody Mill, at Moody Mill. Moody yes. Mill at Moody Mill. Well, no, I'm Moody Mill. But then I just uh, feel, realized after I said Moody Mill, oh, I should include okay. the at. You see, and I didn't even know that. I went all email on you, which is really grandpa, isn't it? No, that's okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I also have an email address you can contact me. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> not going to include that. So I've known Molly for quite a long time. Yes, I was like 17 or 18. Yeah. Actually, 18. It was yeah. when I started at USC. Yeah. Oh, wow. So you were, you were teaching? Yeah. Te- yeah. Yep. Freshman year. Wow. And then I'm just turned 30, so 12 years now. Yeah. And where are you originally from? From out here. Oh, you're a, you're a local? Yeah. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, never leaving, never left. And you, you Jason Mraz? He's yeah, just, that's the, like my main touring gig. I toured yeah. with Jason Mraz. We're leaving uh, in a week to go to Asia for a few weeks. So we have a few little tours happening that are coming up that I'm excited about. And then I think he's going to take a little bit of a break afterwards. Yeah. So, yeah, and then I play, I have my trio, uh, Molly Miller Trio, and I play in my brother's band, Sammy Miller and the Congregation, and like a bunch of artists, whatever. Yeah. And the normal casuals and running around doing things, most that I enjoy, occasionally that I regret. But the vast <laughs> majority that I enjoy. Yeah, yeah. And she also is oh, yes. is uh, the chair of the guitar department at Los Angeles College of Music. Now, yeah. when you say that, I'm always curious. Did they give you a chair? You know, I don't. Even, I don't have an office, so I don't have a chair or an office. But I do get to sit on chairs when I'm there. Oh, there you go. I okay. don't have. They haven't given me a chair. It just yet. sounds very official, doesn't it? Oh, right, well, they go right. by you department the head. Oh, your department head. They don't call it chair. No. Oh. Okay. Oops. We call it chair. Yeah, I know, and I call it chair sometimes. Chair sounds fancier than department head. Well, I don't know. Department head sounds pretty good. I mean, I'd take either, so yeah. Yeah. I'm the department head. And And I was in She Shreds magazine today where they, like, talked about LACM and, like, uh, females. She Shreds? It's a magazine, and I don't actually... Yes. What's the likelihood of me getting in that magazine? (laughs) I'm trying to... I I, I don't think there's there's not many... I was surprised I got in it. Yeah. It's more indie, but they have a whole article today and about, it's all women, about women in higher take, education. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But shreds, so I'm assuming it's guitar-centric as well. It, it is. I think it's it's just like it centers around female guitar players. Is it an online magazine or is it, is it actually I got a physical, physical copy today in wow. the mail. Wow. Yeah, which was God. so LA. She shreds. Here. And here she I shreds. thought we had like a small, That's like narrow demographic. She shreds by the seashore kind of stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. I guess so. Yeah, my dad was like, I bought one. I was like, I don't think it's that big a deal. He's like, uh, from cool. a mental. Like, Were you on the cover? No, see, it wasn't that big of a deal. It was like one little thing about, there was an article about, um, yeah, women in higher education. And there's a bunch of heads of departments right now that are women. 
over at Juilliard and Berkeley mm -hmm. and some other spots too. That's great. Yeah, so I'm just another lady running a guitar department, not even special. Oh, yeah. you're special. Pretty, pretty special. <laughs> it's, it seems like in the last, I don't know, in the last five, ten years, like women and guitar have just blown up. Separately? Like, well, no, together. <laughs> they've they've come together like and it just seems a lot of women are coming through and have just a unique voice. Yeah. And it's, which is awesome. But I feel like it's always been like, I don't know if it's different. It's hard to tell sometimes if things are different or it's just like easier for us to see and yeah. how social media has changed things. Yeah. Where it's like there's all these, you can, you can know more people peripherally, you know, yeah. and a lot yeah. of it is like, you know, whether it's a dude or a girl like playing guitar in their room and so we can find out about them that way. I just always thought girls were too smart to do this. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I don't know how. <laughs> you know, this is, you know, it's, I guess, you know, all the other stuff is taken now. It's not so much fun. Less jobs. Yeah. So they've so, succumbed you know, to this. Now yeah. it's time to take over this. Right? Yeah. Now, dude, what made you go into into guitar what made you pick up the guitar yeah when i was se i grew i'm one of five so when i was seven i'm the middle of five kids yeah my parents were like mainly my dad was like you're gonna have a family band with the, you and your siblings and i was like uh okay sure like our ages were three through 11 i was seven and he's like you're gonna play the guitar and I, so like so i was like okay sure i'll play the guitar and then it was just like what i did and wow. it wasn't even really like something that i like consciously like really wanted to do or didn't want to do it was just it's like just what I did. You got handed the guitar, that yeah. was it, right? And I quickly got way better than my dad, so I still have all of his old instruments. He only had, he had like a, a shitty telly and a shitty acoustic and I had yep. and a shitty amp. I have all three of those. I, just, <laughs> I haven't used any of them very much. Well, I don't know that brand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, so I was, uh, yeah, so I started doing that and then I got, I like really actually started like thinking the guitar was cool when I learned Purple Haze. I feel like a lot of things, I feel very cliche. Right. You know, I, I like discovered Hendrix and I was like, oh, I didn't know the guitar was like cool. I thought it was just like, you know, something I had to do instead of hanging out with my friends. So yeah, so then around like high school, I got way more into it and just like the natural progression of if you're like playing yeah. music in the school setting or with friends, like you join jazz band, then you join, then I just kept doing it. I went to Berkeley School of Music for a week guitar program. That's when I was like, "Oh, this is what I'm gonna do for the rest of my life." Duh. Wow. So yeah. you are you just you, you were only there for a week, or you? Stayed? I did like a guitar summer sessions oh, okay. thing there yep. when I was like 15. Yeah. Um, and I just started taking the guitar way more seriously when I was in high school, and then of course when I got to college. Uh, yeah, I had a bunch of, yeah, I had a few moments. Like, Hendrix was the first moment, and then the next moment was Berklee College of Music. I was there for a week, and it's just, like, I felt like I made way more sense in the world, and the world made more sense to me when I was yeah. just around guitar players. Right. Yeah. Now, did you get, growing up and, and playing guitar as a girl, like, just a lot of people doing double takes when they see you play? Like, because yeah. it's, it is, I, I can't think of many guitar players where I grew up where girls were out playing yeah. gigs and stuff as guitar players they yeah. were always the singer i mean yeah it's funny because like especially growing up i didn't feel like it was a thing i feel uh i i didn't feel it that much but it's once again like you own not once again like you only know your own experience yeah, yep. so for me all i know is being a chick and yeah all the time it's super <laughs> frustrating like i'll be walking with a guitar on my back and it'll be and like go into a gig i set up i plug in and they're like so are you singing tonight or like oh is that your boyfriend <laughs> set up or like whatever like thing they're saying i mean bruce i've had many conversations about this with bruce i did my doctoral like dissertation final recital 
title on the pioneering woman of guitar because I go through phases where sometimes I get really frustrated yep. by people's ignorance or whatever or like but no one's trying to be an asshole and I get it because most of the time if I see if I see anyone with a guitar I'm like oh you probably suck and then especially if they're a girl like you're I have that feeling probably even more right which is, and that's why like I understand when people like have their oh or like oh you're probably a singer songwriter if a woman says she's a musician I'm like there's no way you like are like a sh like can shred a guitar it's not no way but it's just like because that's what's more typical so I understand those feelings right. but like so I'm just used to it but uh, uh your question no like growing up it wasn't a thing I feel like it's become more of a thing like in the last like 10 years like the first yeah. 10 years of my guitar career I was just like whatever I play guitar and I'm a girl um and I still feel that way yeah, and I spend a lot of time thinking about, like, why there are so few. And I think it's, I don't know, it takes a, a certain personality type, I think, to right. be able to, like, do such a bro thing. When did, what, was there a point in your life where you're, you saw, like, another successful female guitarist? Not at all. No? That's the thing that's so, I was, like, my female mentors are, like, women who I look up to really didn't happen until, like, a few years ago. Like, mm -hmm. I think, like, at USC, I got some to spend some time with Patrice Russian. And, she, I mean, she's a piano player, but still, right. like a female in the industry who's an instrumentalist, whose career I totally admire. Um, Jennifer Condos is a, like a huge mentor and like dear friend I play with, she's in my band. She's a bass player, right. guitar player. Uh, I don't really have a female mentor guitarist. Mm -hmm. That's, um, but like, you know, there's people like Sister Rosetta Tharp is like a huge influence on me and her playing. And, and when I was doing that, my dissertation, like looking at why the certain women, it was like Memphis Minnie, Mother Mabel Carter, Mary Osborne, and Sister Rosetta Tharp, like why these women rose to the top and why they're they're so kick-ass is because it's not like, oh, I'm a woman and I like play right. the guitar. And that's why I don't really think about it that much because, I, I mean, and I'll get interviewed. If anything, it's like helped me probably, but people like will interview me, ask me questions or like, like, isn't it so hard being a woman? And like, like, and like, what are the challenges you've faced being a woman <laughs> as a guitar player? Like, I don't know, like, the same that and like everyone has different challenges right, yeah. so it's like it's, you're not gonna be like what was it like like having brown hair and like playing the guitar <laughs> like we all are different and yeah. i happen to be a chick you right. know is like and i think even though uh it's not that simple i really try to keep it like that because i think if you get in like the the state of mind that like i'm a woman before a guitar player that's where you're like you're 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 fucked up that's where you go wrong yeah. Right, because then it starts to become like almost a thing that you're using or Ugh. not using, but it, yeah. Well, but like, it could be, I mean, yeah, but hey, look, like, there, this stuff is all so hard to begin with. Yeah. Like, hey, if you know, if, you know, if you've, whatever you've got, use it, because basically when it comes right down to it, if you can play, you'll you'll be fine. You'll keep the gig, yeah. and if you can't, you'll lose the gig. Yeah, that's what. And it and you know, so if you tell you, you know, if, if 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 using that you're a woman or that you're tall or that you have a vintage instrument or a dumbbell amp or whatever, yeah. you know, use it. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, your your peers were, are going to have troubles with that, mm. you know, because they're jealous and or they're competing with you. But really. In the everybody does it. Everybody does it. So yeah. you know, and yeah. they should do it because, damn, it's hard to do this stuff. Yeah. Well, if you're and, not meant to be there on the gig, you're not meant to be there. And if you're just using being a woman and you're not shedding and you're not getting better and you can't make the gig, then that that being a woman thing will get you the gig once. Man, <laughs> yeah, that stuff pisses me off more than anything, though. 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, regardless, I, we're all just are here to yeah. play a man, guitar a at a hey, high level. You know, I, I love it. Because, I, I, I mean, the first probably the first girl guitarist that I really noticed was probably Jennifer Batten because it yeah. was Michael Jackson and that and then totally. Emily Rebler Emily, Emily yeah. yeah Emily and on the jazz guitar had her videos and that and and that was kind of all I saw but it was always yeah you know like they would they the were doing that thing chick. yeah so I in the last few years I've really noticed such a huge rise and and yeah. um a lot of people are saying I think I read an article where like where Taylor Swift has had a lot of her coming out and being such a big influence totally back sense. in the day, good more girls are picking up guitar. Oh my god, her alone, her career gave me so many guitar students. Like as I started wow. teach, I I mean I teach obviously I teach a ton, but like um, especially during that time, like mm-hmm. whatever it was, eight years ago, ten yep. years ago, when she was just getting big, I was teaching at a music studio down in the South Bay. And so, of course, the lots of moms wanted their daughters to study with a woman. So I got so many girl students who wanted to learn Taylor Swift songs. Wow. So that was, yeah, that was a part of my career. I made a lot of money off of Taylor Swift. Thank <laughs> awesome. you, Taylor Swift. There you go. <laughs> yeah, but there are, no, I mean, I can name a bunch of, like, there's so many badass girl guitar yeah. players in town. Yeah. Um, or badass, yeah, there's a bunch of badass yeah. girls who are playing the guitar. I would rather watch a girl any girl instrumentalist over a guy anyway because it just it's to me it's just it's more exciting okay i was like where are you going with yeah this? no i was thinking then the, the whole yeah. me too movement's going through my head where are you going Troy? Troy? Where are you like, whoa, whoa. how are you gonna get Be yourself careful. out of this what are you doing but no just in general i think it's just refreshing and i i, I think it's i think it's great it, does it help or has it helped getting gigs? Of course. That's yeah. the thing. That's why whenever people are like, hasn't it been challenging? Or like, I'm always like, no, if anything, it helps me. And some, yeah. I, yeah. If anything, it's been helpful, of course. You know, because. Wasn't there a time when like, um, was it Prince and mm-hmm. someone else? I mean, the whole band behind Beyonce, them was. Beyonce, Jack White. There's so many all girl bands. Yeah. And I have, I typically I don't like all girl bands because I've been in a bunch of them that are are not up to par. Right. I think I don't like being in a band where it's like a bunch of women who are put together just because they're women. Yeah, like I, right. I had a couple gigs recently that were just like happened to be all girls. Like, one, I have t- two gigs recently where in like the whole rhythm section was all chicks, mm-hmm. and it wasn't like I thought, oh, let's just hire girls. Right. You it know, just and when out it that happens way. like that, it's like. Yeah, the band sounds killing, but I've been in so many situations where it's like I get hired because I'm a girl and I like show up and I'm like not happy about it. I remember I had a gig recently where like a few months back I got hired. This guy asked me, who I don't know very well, to play his album release. And I was like, that's weird. Okay, sure, whatever. And I show up and I like, I'm like, it's all girls on the gig. And I, I was like upset at that point. I was like, really? Like you just, and then so I started talking to him. He's like, no, 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 it wasn't like that at all. Like it just happens to be all women. And then right. and the gig was great. All the women great. on stage are great. That's funny because I've been in bands where it's all guys and it sucked too. I mean, so, that makes me, yeah. <laughs> It's been a horrible, yeah, it's I've like, man, I wish there was a girl here because we all, this is what's happened. I've been in a lot <laughs> of really bad good. all guy bands as so, well. Well, how did you get the um, Jason Mraz gig? How did that come about? Um, yeah, I say everything I've ever done that's cool it happens super organically. Um, I was in this band called the Vibrometers for like eight years as an Afrobeat funk band. And the band leader, Aaron Leibowitz, uh, knew Jason from like before he even got a record deal. And so 
through that band and also this other guy that I knew through Aaron named Bushwalla, Billy Galewood, I played in Billy Galewood's band and Billy Galewood's best friends with Jason. So I played for Jason's best friend and this other band that Jason knew. And we sometimes did some sessions for Jason and played a couple of his parties. And then like two and a half years ago, Jason, right when I graduated, Jason hit me up to play a gig with him in his band because he had just finished and I was working on the, the album that came out last year. Um, and he was like trying to put a new band together and hit me up and I passed the test and I've been in his band for two and a half years and it's been a, I love that gig. Wow. Yeah, I feel lucky. Most, most like pop gigs. I feel like that's right. what it would be uh, classified as are not that cool. Normally no. like the person putting the, the artist isn't always that wonderful. The music's not that wonderful. The pay, the hang, all of it. But Jason's and I love where I feel super fortunate to have uh, being that I band. saw him at the boat when I first started dating set my my missus she was a Jason Mraz fan yeah so of course I had to take it to a Jason Mraz concert at the Hollywood Bowl yeah and I and you know I just knew of Jason in the charts and stuff I was blown away at just how just how talented the guy is yeah I was just like damn yeah he's a great performer he was, a, he was amazing it was really cool it was yeah a, it was a great show I know I, I I'm so spoiled playing with someone who I like That's I fantastic. have so much respect for him <coughs> yeah now he's a big is he an avocado totally yeah so like typically when we rehearse we'll go down to his avocado ranch or farm in San Diego <sighs> and like his wife's an incredible cook so we'll hang out and eat like delicious organic food and rehearse oh, in his space and I'll go on runs through his avocado or orchard or like whatever avocado farm yeah I run through the oh, avocado man, I bushes. need to talk to him I've been trying to grow avocados for years I've got like so many plants but no avocados I'm doing something wrong I don't know I feel like they don't typically grow I don't know uh, do you mean, I don't know anything about avocados except they're I've got, nice. I've got, a, I've got a ton of them I've got a ton of them they're yeah. huge but I haven't got any I'm still waiting no in Sierra Madre where I was living you know the, we had a t- couple of trees that just prolific oh man that's my favorite yeah. maybe maybe it's got to be the right fruit. variety yep. for where you are too probably. Yeah. and it takes a while i know my it takes yeah. oh like takes they got to be a mature seven, tree seven years yeah to mature or something. but uh, i just eat them that's awesome them. that's such that's so exciting yeah. and you're about to take off again and go yeah we have uh two asia tours so i'm going to and then uh a midwest tour so i have like three two to three week tours with him coming up in the next few months awesome and then it'll be probably quiet with Jason for a little bit. Right. But it's get, been, yeah. You go to Japan? Yeah, Japan. We're doing uh, Fuji Rock. Yeah. Did I say that right, right? Yeah. yeah Fuji Rock. Mm-hmm. We're doing that, that festival. And then we're doing, we have like a couple Japan dates and a couple Korea dates. That's like the second half of our Asian tours. Uh, but the one coming up is like all over, like Philippines and Kuala Lumpur, uh, oh, Singapore, Hong I love Kong, that part Taipei, of the world. Thailand. It's the best part. Where? I love going to Asia, like Japan and Korea. I just had the best time. There. I'm it excited. Awesome. It's my like first real Asian trip. I we did Singapore last year, and that's like the only time I've ever been in Asia. But I feel like that's so westernized, is my understanding. Japan. That's what everyone keeps saying. I know. I want to. Fig- I need to figure out. You are on another planet. Longer. When you get to Japan, you're like, I'm really on another planet. Yeah. It's really different. I'm excited. It's awesome. The people. I think the people are great, and the whole culture is just awesome. If I'm you love sushi stoked. too. I don't eat fish. But oh. I don't eat, so. <laughs> it may change on this trip. I'll enjoy the rice and the tofu and the seaweed. <laughs> so, so, what is your three piece? Where do you guys play when you play in in LA? Do you play out? Or, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying to. That's that's why I need to focus on this coming year. Um, is getting us more gigs. We did, we've done like a couple out of town gigs. We were just at this little festival in Aiken, South Carolina called joy in aiken which was fun but like we're playing at the york uh this week to, mm-hmm. if for i don't know when this 
podcast airs. This will air. This will air, air. Monday. Yeah, Mo- tomorrow. Oh, awesome. So then tomorrow, which is the- your tomorrow, mm-hmm. mine two days, Tuesday we're playing at the York uh, in Highland Park from 8 to 10. We have like a gig at 1642 oh, no, coming This up. is going to come out tomorrow, Yeah, right? that's Monday. Today's Sunday, right? Right, right. Tomorrow. Yeah, so tomorrow. This comes tomorrow. out tomorrow. Awesome. And yep. Tuesday you're... Not in New York. No, Bruce is in New York, so but, New York wankers got to hang see Bruce the, the, in New York. The, 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 the law, law, wank, the, law wankers. But law, you'll be in... At the York on Tuesday. But yeah, like 1642, Blue right. Guitar, yep. like all the typical... We're playing Descanso Gardens this summer. Like, yeah, I need to so focus what, on... what kind of stuff do you guys do? Um, I mean, it's instrumental music, so I feel like it's in the jazz category. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's in the jazz world, but like some of it's groovy, dynamic, I don't know... Vibey. Uh, vibey. I hope it's... Things happen, I hope. <laughs> yes, no, no. Molly gets hot. She's not one of those sleepy hipsters. I'm, she gets hot. I will, can I quote you on that? Yeah. I'm not one of those sleepy, sleepy hipsters. hipsters. Gets she hot. gets hot. Yeah. <laughs> you can quote me on that. Okay, cool. That'll be on my next album now, cover. Do you, do you sing as well? No. No, good. I'm glad. Me too. I like. Oh, we, I have a thing about it. I, I used to be like, yeah, I sing. And then I got so sick of people asking me if I sing. I was like... I like I made a point of it the last year and a half, probably too much. Like, no, I don't fucking sing. Just because I'm a chick, I don't sing. Right. Um, but now I'm kind of like I should get over it and work yeah. on my singing and Same. not have an ego about being a chick and not singing. <laughs> yeah. And, and what, where are you like? What are you working on guitar wise at the moment? Like, oh my god, I can't what, wait to practice. What when you pick up the guitar? What does uh, Molly do? I like to like uh, learn tunes. Right. That's like I feel like when I have a, a good time when I have time. Like, what, what I'll do when I practice, like, my favorite thing is, like, start, I'll just, like, kind of spend a minute just playing my instrument. Mm-hmm. All of these things that Bruce, so much of what, what, like, Bruce has taught me is in my, like, mantras um, and a part of my practice. I like to, yeah, like, start by just, like, getting to know the instrument for a minute, feeling calm, getting centered. I like to sight read for, like, you know, whatever, 15 minutes. And then um, I really like to learn a new tune and then practice it slowly practice it with a metronome practice it in different keys practice it in different fields uh i want to do a a couple transcriptions i just i did a gig recently where we were playing rhythm changes and i hadn't practiced rhythm changes in a long time and it just was like i was really in my head about it Mm -hmm. because i was playing with all these like juilliard kids and i was just like i don't know how to play jazz why did they hire like what am i doing here um and so i I wanted so i was i learned moose the mooch and i want to transcribe that solo in uh while i'm in asia that's yep. one of my transcriptions I want to do. Yeah, so uh, learning tunes. I want to. Write, I need to like write some new tunes. So I'm working on that. Jen's my Jennifer Condos, the bass player. So she's good. We'll try to like write tunes together. Well, she'll send me a section, and I'll do the second section, or vice versa. Yeah. So I like I like to like play the guitar. I don't do a ton of technique stuff ever. Right. Like I've never been very good about like tech. I don't. I don't know. I like like to like play songs. That's right. like really how I like to practice and like. Think about a song and do a transcription and write songs. That's how I, how I, I, the only way I really know how to practice. And like jazz, like I don't know how to not practice jazz. That's the other thing. It's like, even though I don't just play jazz, it's like how I learned how to practice. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I don't have like, I don't know other ways. So when you're learning tunes, you're thinking jazz, the jazz genre with tunes or across the board? Even how I like a, no, like, like a tune I just, I need to learn better for Tuesday, uh, Tammy Wynette, your good girl's gonna go bad. That's a, that's a country, but country's jazz. That's the other thing. Is like my student just transcribed. I hadn't transcribed a, 
uh, Jimmy Bryant tune. Yeah. Totally. I don't know. They're all just like cool. We're gonna feature Bruce on it. Oh really? Yeah. It's such a good. It's a hilarious tune. I love it. Yeah. So yeah, and that's a country song. I don't know. I sometimes I don't like to like put songs in genres so much because I think that's the same thing like that happens in jazz school. You're like, I am playing jazz. I am playing this. I'm just like, no. I just want to play the guitar at a really high level and make music and interact with the different people around me. And I think like what I do is like I get it's in the jazz world because mm-hmm. because of things that people think of jazz which is like it's instrumental uh we're improvising and there's I don't know and I guess that makes it jazz you know because I'm like improvising and there's like it's instrumental even yeah, though if like you're improvising over a country feel is that still jazz I'm like playing. Uh, if I'm like playing a country tune, what, what, what difference does it make? What it is. Amen. Well, I'm just just curious, just for the listeners out there. I'm the listener. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean the way she plays, yes, it would it would go into the jazz. Yeah. Part. What do you? I don't know. But I mean, if you know, if like one of those you know guys in Nashville played it like to a country beat, right, and improvised all it. over it, it probably wouldn't be called jazz. Right. You know, I mean, it just all depends on how far you stretch the beat. How you know, like. The way you play over it, you know, that's all. But just make it your own. Yeah. Don't worry yeah. about the. I mean, obviously, she's playing in jazz and hipster clubs. So hipster clubs. So <laughs> I know we just had dinner and Bruce was talking about hipster clubs. Well, they, but that's what they are. That's right? so funny. You know, I mean, yeah. I mean, and and she's yeah, they're playing jazz. So you know, in a hipster club. And usually, when there's no vocals, most people think it's jazz. Yeah, I mean, I don't think of it as jazz. Yeah, it's like, I think it's some crossover stuff. And I'll play, I don't know, whatever. I'm just playing music. I'm are you at a, a high level, are you, what, what kind of acts do you play? 335 is my main bib, 1978. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Even though it's like not like a killer year, it's like, a, I, I, it's like the only, it's my favorite instrument in the right. whole world. I was telling Bruce, like, I don't like to travel with it because it means too much to me. It's scary if anything happens to it. Yeah. Um, but I've been traveling a lot with my telly that I just uh, that I got with a friend off of Craigslist. It was my it's my only Craigslist purchase, the shell pink telly uh, that I love. But right. yeah, so that's like those are like the two I've been playing a lot. But I, uh, when I travel with Jason, I have a couple Gibson loaners that I'll play like a three thirty nine and a three thirty five from them too because I don't yep. have to travel with this. I've just been messing around with the, uh, Kevin Equitz. I think I'm saying his last name right. He, I've been messing around with his guitars too. I'm in the process of making a guitar with him. Right. Is, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And yeah. What about um, gear-wise when we were Jason? What are you using there? Yeah, uh, I get to go stereo. I normally have like a Princeton and a Deluxe oh, amp-wise. Nice. Yeah. And then, but I always have to turn down. I'm next to a couple um, acoustic players, so I have to not be too loud and like face my amp towards me. Same right. with my brother's band. I'm like standing next to the horn players who just like don't want the guitar. Like I yeah. like to hear me and they're like, can you just be in the background? Like, no. <laughs> the horn um, are like that. And then of course I have a pedal board that's like always changing, but I have some, a uh, few Earthquaker pedals and Keeley pedals that I love, like mm-hmm. Dispatch Master, the Dunes. This, those are the, and uh, Afterneath, those are my Earthquaker pedals. Keely, I love. Actually, their Eldorado is, is killer. I use that. I just played Coachella, and with the artist I was playing with, I used that pedal a bunch. But their Oxblood and their uh, Mag Echo, super great. Um, what else? I just got a couple Chase Bliss audio pedals that are incredible. Uh, chorus. 
Yeah. Wah. I'm a big fan of the wah. You, you get into the, the pedal board world. And I the, do. I just yeah. feel like she just started talking another language. Uh, I don't I know. I understand. Yeah, I know. It's kind of... I, I, I would be so happy to have no pedals and just have an amp and my guitar and, like, you know, maybe, like, a tube screamer. Right. That's what I just... And, like, trim. I like trim. But... I would have be happy to have absolutely Trem is nothing. Tremolo, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. No. I was just making sure. It's a dish. It's a food. Unless there's a new th- there's a new thing called trim. Trim. Yeah. Oh, Bruce, get with it. It's trim, it's your, dude. It's yeah. tremors that happen when yeah. you're so afraid. Well, yeah, it's the Parkinson pedal. Have yeah. you, you know? with the well the traveling and that? I, I mean, I'm sure with the Jason gig, it's probably they've got a bit better budget than a lot of others. But do you have you thought about the other route of like? you know, the fractal or going the helix or anything like that? Or? No, I'm like not a gearhead. Really, like, I, I think me, I'd be so comfortable with just my 335 and a, like a Fender tube amp. That's like, right. that for that's me is like need. home. That's all I need. Yep. But I'm like down for other things. And I, with Jason and with like all the gigs, it's just like, it's like, they're like different tools. It's like, oh, let me try this. And right. I, and they're, it's super fun. I've gotten better at it. Um and it's fun to have different things, but like, uh, and it, it's hard, you know, you never know I, if like, I, I, yeah, I'm happy just doing that. But I feel like for a lot of my gigs, it, it calls for different pedals, especially when I'm playing with different artists. And even with my trio, I, you know, I like to like use some, some trem, tremolo or like delay <laughs> or like some overdrive. Some Dell, some Dell and Del. some fa. Right. I know. Some Dell and some fa. I had some, I had some rev a little while ago. <laughs> a bunch of rev. Some, a bunch of comp. I and, like to get uh, revved you know, up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but and some I, boo, of course. Uh, boo, you know. What's boo? A low boo and a high boo. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, but like, I feel like I've had to get more into it, and especially like, I like nammed hard and like got some new pedals after nam. <laughs> you nammed hard. You nammed hard. Oh, nam on a t shirt. Nam is a verb now. Nam is a verb. I nam. I nam, and I got some Tomorrow new Tomorrow I will nam. But what I like, there, it's just a different instrument. Like, even today, some guy walked up, I had like a, a, I was just using a pedal for reverb because I just had a little junior pro amp, which has no, you know, just tone and, and yeah. volume. And I brought reverb, so right. I need the rev. Um, yeah. But and he was like, "What's that?" Well, I'm like, honestly, I don't. I, I like it. It was the Chase Bliss Audio uh, Dark World, which is like a crazy pedal, which is like way beyond what I'm capable of doing. And it's just its own instrument. Like I'm happy just playing the guitar. Right. And the pedal board is definitely a different instrument. It's, you know, uh, the same, it's like picking up the banjo. It's picking up pedals. It's like kind of how I feel. But uh, they can be fun and they make you play differently. Yeah, they And that's do. actually really why I think it's cool because you will play differently. You know, so much of it is sound. And I feel like we've had, we've, I've spoken about this with Bruce. You know, like we're like ultimately, like if you have a good sound, then you're in a happy place. Um, and like if you have a good sound with a different pedal, like you play differently. Yeah, it's inspiring. Cool. Yeah, you get For to be sure. different totally, characters. Totally. So even. So, that's that's I love I love. What, yeah, yeah, I see I you have some toys here. I'm always trying stuff out, and and in the end, I get bored with it, and then I just turn on one pedal and the amp, and that's it. Totally. And I'm thinking, I really don't need anything else. No, yeah, they they can like be distracting, yeah. and I, yeah, so I always try to find that balance where they're actually like making it more interesting, and like only adding flavors. Yeah, yeah. Instead of being yeah, it's the same as cooking. I feel like that's an easy analogy. Yeah. Yeah too much stuff what was what was the hardest thing getting going into the jason mraz thing what was the hardest thing you felt like with that gig as in Mm. um 
was there something that, oh, wow, okay, I really got to get my head around this? Or I, was it learning the, the amount of tunes? Or There was a what ton was of tunes. I mean, I did a, I took it super seriously when I when he called me. Like, then from the minute he, like, sent me an email, I started just shedding his music and listening to it and playing it. So I, I, I'm, I don't know, I'm trying to think of, like, what was the, I don't know what was most challenging, because I just took it so seriously. Right. My, I wanted to be the person who knew the songs better than anyone else <clears> in the room when I showed up to rehearsals. I knew it. it didn't matter what key it was in. I had everything memorized. I think, like, you know, and he has so many songs. And uh, he's, he's a... He's a great player himself, right? Yeah, and he's a killer player. Yeah, yeah and he only will solo on occasion, like one song, really. But right. he could solo so much more. He has such great ears, and he's a, um, and he's a he's a, just a great. And rhythmically, all over his music is oh so amazing. groovy. Yeah, yeah, and we normally every night we get like a, a like what we call like a space jam tune, where it's just like we just get to jam and listen to each other. Which coming from like, and a lot of his music is like that, where it's not like this. That's why I, I, another reason I love his gig because there's these the improvisation elements where it's not just like we're playing the same tune the same way every single night even if we have right. the same the same set list like they vary and the band's so killing we all can like listen to each other and it can vary because um, that's what excites me that's why I sometimes will like struggle with some songwriter gigs or artist gigs or whatever they are where it's like you I don't like playing the same thing the same way yeah. every night like for me the excitement is like what happens when you're like listening to each other and can create music is it when you got a gig with an artist and you got to play, or they expect you to play exactly on the album and as close to that as possible? And if anything diverts from that, they give you a look, or it's oh. like, oh, the song's not the same. Yeah. Totally, I've yeah, that's been annoying. there, and I try to. I don't do too. I don't really do that sort of gig too often. Yeah, because I don't. Because like then they should hire someone else. Yeah. It's just the truth, you know. If like there's a reason I play in the bands I play in, I think which I is why most of the gigs I love. Because, like, I, I don't want to play the same part exactly on the record. I was talking about it with someone this week. Like, I forget who. And but there's like, some people that do that amazingly. Right. And that's they that's what they do so yeah. well. I've been one of those guys is just, even cover bands is like, oh, and I don't want to, yeah, we'll get the gist of the song and let's have I know. some fun with it. But that's how I am. Other players I know, they would learn it note for note and the sound and that everything would be exact, which is amazing yeah. within itself, but it's I've never thing. been that guy. Totally. That's why, like, all the wedding gigs, I'm so, I don't do too many of those anymore that, like, yeah. because of that, where they, they'd be like, learn this, like, Rihanna song and this Katy Perry or whoever's, like, trendy right now. And I'd be like, I was like, why am I in my room learning this, like, shitty guitar part? Or even if it's a great guitar part, it's just, like, not what gets me excited and our time with our instrument is like typically so limited every day i don't want to spend my time doing that right right. there's so many more exciting things to be done (laughs) so what about your time on on the chair what 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 are your duties for that yeah what do they expect Uh, from you i so i teach tip what the job entails at lacm is um Los Angeles College of Music, teaching 10 hours a week. And those classes are anywhere from like ensembles, private lessons, guitar fundamentals, technique classes. I taught theory, which was fun. Mm -hmm. Um, And then 10 hours a week of admin stuff. So that's like overseeing staffing and faculty, (laughs) uh, curriculum, student stuff. Like if students aren't sure, it's a really small school. We have like, I think just over 20 guitar students right now. Mm -hmm. So it's like if a student's not showing up to class, I email them like, hi, you're not in class. What's going on? Hey, I see that you're not doing well. I see like I'm like really engaged with the students. Like I know what's happening. I'll I'll grab coffee with them often, you know. uh, So and then, uh, yeah, curriculum stuff. So my big thing when I got there is I I started working there in the core curriculum. 
um, and they're like guitar fundamentals classes was like filled with errors. Um, the books were just, there wasn't another data. They're just like a bunch of like, uh, they were not strong curriculum. So I went and right. I like edited, I like wrote new books, which of course I'm like need work too. You know, it was like I'd so, uh, but I like rewrote all the curriculum for the core classes, which was really fun for me to do. Wow. So you, you're, you're a busy lady. Well, depending, yeah, that, that I finished that. I, I just need to edit them now right. um, as we move along. But yeah, lately I'm trying to, own, yeah, it yeah. varies. Some days are not busy, but yeah. it's been a busy period. Yeah. Um, but I'm looking, I'm trying to like mellow out a little bit this summer. I was telling Bruce, so I could, we had dinner before this, so I could uh, like go see music, hang out with my family and do more yoga and like practice a bunch of guitar. That's what I want to do. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's so funny how glorious just a day playing your guitar is. totally mm-hmm. you know with with like and not and not having necessarily like a gig that you're preparing for or yeah. you know what i mean like literally the wide open spaces to just go wherever yeah you want to go you know to, to learn that tune you always wanted to learn or, or write an arrangement on something or just sit around and just kind of let something fall out and see where you're going to go with it uh totally you know or know. you know or write a tune or whatever right. it's yeah. just i mean i've been enjoying that a lot lately being up in my pad in carmel valley you know it's just yeah. like out in the woods and it's just like findings finding you know it's like jimmy Ribel used to say what's inside the box mm-hmm. he always treat the guitar like it was like unwrapping a present yeah and you just you know just look for something inside there that you've never found before totally. you know I know. It's, it's awesome when you, you pick up the guitar and you look at the time and then you five hours is gone. You're like, <laughs> yeah. and I don't want to stop. Yeah. And you know, you've got all this other stuff you've got to do and you're like, I, I, I just can't. I yeah. just got to run with this, you know. I that's, know. I love that. Me that's, too. That's the best thing. Yeah, and I mean, if they, you know, the funny, I mean, the sad and sick and funny and poignant thing is, it's like if they told me, you know, hey, you're going to die tomorrow. I'd still probably just practice all day. <laughs> yeah, totally. You know what I mean? Right? I mean, like, it's like I'm not doing it to get better, really, anymore. I'm right. just doing it to find. Yeah, is things. it. Would you guys say. But I mean, I'm older, it's an addiction? so that's different. No, I feel the same. Yeah, to- addiction? Yeah. I, you know, I mean, no, I don't think it's an addiction because if you don't do it, you don't have any, like, withdrawal I do I'm an asshole if I'm not playing (laughs) I get really anxious if I if I don't get time to practice I get really anxious and crabby and like really oh my god yeah maybe it is an addiction to you for me it's just a a passion passion yeah and it all a way of it all blurs together yeah but of course I do I just do it I prioritize it so like maybe I never know because I never go without it you know maybe if I did go without it maybe I realize oh uh oh I can't quit cold turkey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I mean totally. Well, like, do you have a do you have a habit? Like, I know I get up early in the morning, and I'll first thing I do is grab my guitar and grab a coffee, oh. and I, that's just like I'm in a frantic period right now. <laughs> I so I'm that's like, not happening. <laughs> I'm in it like a, yeah. The last couple months, I've just been kind of living in this world where I feel a little upside down, mm-hmm. and I'm looking forward to like I think. I'm out of it like as of last night kind of so I like I don't know because my I don't, I don't know if I have a routine yeah like I my days if no 
I'm not. <laughs> that's how my life is. I feel a little. She has a conversation with herself. That's I can really sit great. there. Yeah, you guys don't even have to talk. I can just lead. Uh, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll be both. Um, no, I mean I have routines of like practicing, exercising. That helps me feel centered. Um, but like mornings, I like to practice. Yeah, if I have like a day off, I'll like go practice in the morning, go for a run in the afternoon, and then practice more. Huh. And then do to, go to a gig, my gig or someone else's gig. Like yeah. that's what a day off for me is—is is like playing guitar all day, going for a run, and seeing music, music or playing music in the do, evening. Where do you where do you do you have some favorite spots in LA for people that might be listening that might be coming to LA that they yeah. should know? I feel like it's all. It, it's like all these small clubs, the the hipster clubs, as Bruce <laughs> calls them, that I love, like 1642. Like, I love that Where's spot. 1642? Um, temple, 1642 Temple. A temple, yeah, that's the address. Temple, downtown? Yeah, Echo hipster, Park area. For you, that's why, yeah. I like that place. It's a great bar. Yeah, so they over there, ETA in Highland Park. Uh, the, uh, what else? I just went to someone's show at Mini Bar, which was a super cool hipster club. In the, <laughs> New York is the cool. New York is cool. Uh, where else do I like to yeah, see? How, how hard is it to get a gig at these places? What, what's the criteria? I don't know. It's like all like everything's like, who do you know? Who do you, who knows you? It's right. not who you know, it's who knows you, right? <laughs> I don't know what's hard. It's all, I've been here, I feel spoiled, I've been here my entire life, and I was, I've always been, like, in a community of musicians, whether that's, like, USC or my high school or the hipsters or the jazzers or the east side, whatever it is, like, right. I don't know, it's all, like, your community. So I think if you're, like, going and hanging out with people and seeing music, uh, you, you can get you, a gig. You can get a gig. If it happens in an organic way, you're not, like, showing up for a gig. I think going to a place to get a gig is not a good way to get a gig. Right? I don't know if that makes sense. You know, it's like well, hey. you gotta you gotta let them know you want the gig. Yeah, you mean is there a demand for? Is it? I mean, it, I was, when I was playing, I was there was more the Viper Room and all that. You know, the, that's the a different world. Yeah, that's it's a totally different world. I'm sure it's changed again. But is there a demand for like? A social media presence. This person have a social media oh, presence. Oh, sure. I'm definitely not the expert on that. <laughs> I don't know. Social media, I go I have weird relationship with it. Sometimes I look at it and I just, like, hate. It's so tacky and I, you know. It I, is, I think it's getting to a new level of just shittiness. Ugh. Oh, But man. then, like, you walk around uh, just in anywhere and everyone's just staring at their cell phone you go out to and maybe it's like it's probably worse with my generation but even people younger than me you know i go out to dinner with my girlfriends and everyone has their cell phone on the table waiting for someone to call them or text them and like and i hate it so much because i know sometimes i'm that per- you know it's like i hate being the person who's always on my cell phone right it's just like there's nothing there Dude, i mean growing up well since you've been in la have you seen with artists and with the musicians you hang out with, because there seems to be like now a certain, you have to follow a certain social media thing. If you're an artist trying to make it, you should be on Instagram, you should be on Facebook, you yeah. should be on this, but you should have a YouTube video out there. Blah, blah. I know. Do you, do you see that expectation out there or that, I almost see a little bit of desperation in some musicians and artists because they're oh, like, yeah. oh, I, you, you must check me out here and I'm on everything. And Oh my God, yeah. I was on a gig recently where... This guy got on the mic and he's like, "Help me get." He's like, "He's he's like a good singer." Help me get fifteen thousand likes. Or Even worse than that, he said, "Like me on Instagram. Help me become famous." And I just like vomited a little when I heard that. I was like, 
oh, that's like when I, that was, of course, it was in Hollywood. But I'm just like, it's not the world that I know right. as a musician. Like, I feel like, I don't know, like, you, you, you're the, I'm like a working musician. I play the guitar and I'm not trying to be famous. Like, yeah, I'm on Instagram and I'll like post sh- stuff to like get people to go to my shows and I want more followers really for free clothing. For those of you people <laughs> listening, that's all I really want. Free clothing. Free clothing. Oh, she's doing it for the clothes. I was doing it for the beer, I guess. Yeah. You the know, beer. That's no, I don't want beer. I, you know, I, I get enough... I want free clothing. That's <laughs> free what I that really sense, want. That's right? what I want. That's why I want my social media followers. But I don't know. Or like, yeah, I think it helps for gigs. Like, I get people showing up at my gigs because they see me online, mm-hmm. um, and it's a part of it. And yet, it feels tacky is and it, cheap. But is it a, a, a must? Uh, I don't. Uh, I'm not an expert. <laughs> um, is it? A, I, I yes, kind of. Well, I don't know. It's not a must, but yeah, I think it's a big mm. part of it. If like, unless you're like huge. If you want people to show up at your gig, it's a part of it. Right. You know, it's yeah. like how else? That's how when I want to know what's happening, I go online and like, yeah. you know, I'll be like, oh, cool, this that's... gig's happening tonight. <coughs> right. Know? Well, yeah, the clubs don't advertise anymore, so yeah, they, right. they leave it to us to do it. That's another that's, job. That's why I had my meltdown here do. the other day. <laughs> yeah, we had a meltdown here. Yeah. Why? <laughs> I was just uh, very frustrated with having to post a bunch of stuff to get people to come to my gig. Yeah. And I was uh, very frustrated about it because they, they were, you know, let's face it, you know, certain of these things, they really try to clamp down on the advertising. They want you to pay them if you want to advertise. They want... Like, you know, like Facebook or, or oh, whatever. Yeah. You know, like, they don't want... You know, you you post in your gig, and you're just going to get your feed thing, and they go, "Come on, don't you want to boost this event?" You know, oh, come I on, throw. Dealt with that. And then and then when you try to do it, then there's all these rules about doing it, and then it's like and it's constantly and, changing. And, 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 and I just wanted yeah. to throw the computer into the swimming pool here. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and uh, but I was just I was just so like, fuck it, I don't care if anybody comes. I know. That's that's really where I was. Fuck it, I don't care if anybody comes. Yeah, that's. I, I even said those words. It, it's it's like a necessary evil that we're I dealing know. with at the moment. I think it's, I know it changes all the time. I think, and there's probably people out there listening to me now. Like, I'm sure you you you're starting to sound like an old fart, but <laughs> if you're doing it all the time, it's probably so stupid simple, and it's the best thing yeah. ever. And they've got it dialed in where they do one thing, and it goes everywhere. And yeah. where. We're trying to do one thing, and we're trying to remember our password to sign the fuck back oh, in, and it's like, oh, I, I have to go I back would, to Twitter to get I that. Would, no, man. I really, though, <laughs> i got to say that just like playing a gig, when I post that stuff, I really try to make it entertaining for people. It is entertaining. Your emails are hilarious. Your posts you know, are but funny. That's, I mean, my point is, like, because I know I'm like... Um, I'm bugging people. I'm pestering them. I'm, but it's I'm, you not. Know, but in a way, I'm just um, I'm barraging them, whatever. And and so, like, my only justification, well, if I can make it somewhat entertaining for them yeah. to get the information, then it's not as big an intrusion into their lives. But I think that's also the part about social media that isn't so tacky and ugly. Is like, that's you. Like, you are funny. You make jokes. It's like your posts are so you, and which is cool you know it's like it's you telling me what's happening and what shows to go to that's how i know about your gigs and that's the part that's like not tacky when it feels like it's like i get to find out where my friends are playing and in their kind of way the things that are there's so much tacky and lame things on social media but when i feel like i'm just like hey i'm playing here like it feels like that's how i talk is like how i try to or not even try to write how i'm writing if you start thinking about it 
then it becomes a thing. It's the way it's like if I start thinking about being a chick playing the guitar, if I start thinking about how am I going to post, if I just like do it, it's not right. a big deal. That's everything in life is like that, where it's like the things that suck are, and the stressful part is thinking about something. If you're just doing it, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yes, yeah, that's, that's true. Because I was just having flashbacks to when I was, you know, growing up, putting posters up. Yeah. You know, remember you'd put posters yeah. up around yeah. town, oh, you yeah. just oh. the whole town and. Oh, yeah, totally. You know, and now it's just you press a button. It's it's pretty awesome, really. And thousands, millions, right? Or millions. hundreds, or twelve. Help me, help me be famous. Yeah. Oh my god! I the problem is everyone oh. else is pressing the button at the same time about their gig, you know, or their show. So there's that. Yeah. It's overload too. There is an overload. Massive overload. I don't know how to deal with that. An no. overload of shit. I don't know. So when you, how many travel with Jason Rose when you guys go out? Is it? Uh, it varies, but yeah, the typically, like this last summer we were out for two, it was like, it's like a 10-piece band. Wow. We're going to do a shorter run with a six-piece band, and then we got all the international <laughs> stuff is with a nine-piece band. Mm-hmm. And then crew. Europe was smaller, there was like 18 of us or something like that, but then, nor- I don't know, probably 25... 20 something wow. i don't know it's a decent decent size yeah like tour was like 30 yeah this last summer and you you guys just get backline there you don't take the backline or do they take backline they take backline like right. in europe we rented backline everywhere but in asia they sh- like they shipped stuff out you know it's wow. like so i haven't seen my 339 in like since europe because the jason's team like shipped it from i don't know if it was from here from europe to asia and it takes it because it's cheaper to ship a bunch Mm -hmm. of stuff and it takes a couple weeks to get there and i think they're keeping some stuff out there for both runs we have a run in may and a run in like end of july right um so i won't that's why the nice thing about thank you gibson for like lending me stuff because i don't have to worry about not seeing an instrument and i should have like just like a pedal board that stays out there but i haven't and I could make two pedal boards or whatever. I don't know, though. I like like mine, and I, I know right. it, and I could... I don't know. And it's always changing and evolving. Totally. And, yeah. Like, the thought of not having the pedal I want and knowing that it's, like, in Asia for two months would make me upset. <laughs> you know? If I'm like, I really want that one thing. Do you, yeah. do you have a gig that stands... We need clothes that are pedals. We well, need to merge Clothes and pedals, yeah. And pedal clothing. <laughs> I just want to... I was trying... Yeah, I spent the last few months not buying clothing... Um, and now I want free clothing. Free no, clothing. I'm back in it. Well, through, there's a good chance through this episode through this, of Guitar Wake, really, it'll happen. Really. Molly, Your dreams will come really. true. Let's, let's get Molly some clothing. Wink, she's I sitting a, here without clothing. <laughs> and I know how cold she is. <laughs> I need a clothing sponsors. That's all going to happen through Guitar Wake. Yeah. Do you have a gig that stands out in your mind that is like the gig where you like oh like someone God. I want to play with no like a, like a gig I did a gig you've done where you're like that was the most amazing experience of my life and it all it, it, it shines above all you uh, have one of those well, well recently I had a cool one I turned 30 at Royal Albert Hall with Jason it was on my 30th birthday wow that was cool how was Royal Royal? it Albert was sold Hall? out it was so epic it was wow. kind of like a I've always wanted to go to London. I had never been there. So that sometimes it feels like the universe is like patting you on the back. Yeah. And that felt like a cool. I mean, I was like, yeah, that was awesome. That's a pretty that cool That was moment. a good one. And the play, when I t- played the Hollywood Bowl with Jason, like those. But also just like whatever, like playing at a gig at like ETA last week with my brother and David Pilch and, and this badass chick guitar player, uh, Carmen Vandenberg. Like, I don't know, like some just or trio gigs. In t- like sometimes it's just like those gigs we're just like, 
that's why I do, you know, the next morning I, I can't sleep in that at night because I'll be so excited and the gig was so fun and I'll be like happy for a week, you know? Right, yeah. Sometimes it's not like those epic gigs. Like those ones stand out and it's like cool to say. Um, but like musically, a, a lot of times it's just like a gig for five people at a bar that right. are the most rewarding, you know? Yeah, most embarrassing moment you can think of. Oh my God, wait, I have a few probably. Embarrassing. Oh yeah. Well, okay. I I like play as someone went down the aisle. I was doing a, a Canon and D, and I messed that up. That was embarrassing. <laughs> I had the intro to Jason's "I'm the Yours." Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Yeah, the Taco Bell Canon and D, right? And we had to know what's a Taco Bell and thing. They call it Taco Bell. Oh, Taco I Bell. sorry. I call, I call it the Taco Bell. <laughs> I was like, wait, I, uh, this is a joke. <laughs> yeah, now I get it. That's you messed funny. up. What, what was the last one you said? Uh, I'm yours. Jason's like huge. I was like, like the intro. I went like off a half step. That was embarrassing. I've done one then. Yeah. Whatever. I have plenty of embarrassing moments where I mess up. Oh yeah. Uh, but as long as I don't do it again, <laughs> just find a new mistake. As long yeah, as I don't right. do the same mistake. Well, you don't really know something until you mess it up three times in public. Yes. <laughs> I hope, I'm just trying to make it one time. <laughs> right. A couple times in my bedroom, once in public. Yeah. So how, what's, um, when you're, like you were talking before about learning tunes and stuff, like, do you have, do you have a certain amount of times? Like, how do you know when you know the tune? Like, at what point do you go, I got this? It's a, from it's the Bruce method, right? When like being in a lesson with Bruce, where he's like B, F, G sharp, play the melody in a different place. Like, <laughs> I don't know, like that kind of that right. mentality. So I try to learn the song by knowing the melody and the harmony and knowing how the numbers are attached to all that. So I'm not just no muscle memory. It's all right on know? the spot, ready to go. Yeah, yeah. that's how I, when I know I know a song. Yeah. When I feel like I can play it, when I've played it in so many different feels and tempos, and the problem is like when you do that, sometimes I find that like I do the same thing on a song. You know, it's like oh, I solo on this song in this way. I play this song a certain way, and like you get stuck on that once it works. I don't know how to change that, but like you know, a way. You know, even if you're still improvising, mm-hmm. it's like you do a thing on a song. Right. And yet it feels good, you know, it works. Well, it, it depends. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it can become part of the arrangement, mm-hmm. in which case then you relate to it that way. Mm-hmm. You know, then, because it's good to have st- structure. It makes you actually more creative a lot of the time. Yeah. To know like, okay, I'm building up to this moment. So that, yeah. that, that, that responsibility to build to that moment creates the freedom to find new things because that moment is a, a, a space you arrive. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah, there's a number of times, you know, where you just, you get it where you, the way you like it, you know, and so it, it stops becoming impro- improvising. It starts becoming I part know. of the song. And there's nothing wrong with Can that we... because, you know, it's like playing the melody. Yeah. You love the melody. And then chances are you will start changing it just because yeah. we, we do that. But... Or some somebody around you will do something different, which will encourage you to. Yeah. But I mean, I don't really, you know, I think we sometimes have a tendency to, to put expectations and value judgments on things that really, you know, are not helpful to the music, you know, or to our betterment. Yeah. You know, we hate our, you know, it's like, like you play some lick because mm-hmm. you got to get from here to hear mm-hmm. you know and that that works boom you stick it in there and you play and then you beat yourself up 
for like playing it, right? Yeah. You know, for being uncreative or whatever. You know, you can look at it that way, or but you can also look at like you just pulled out an old family photo and you dusted it <laughs> off and you looked at it. And you, you had a nice little beautiful moment, you know, yeah. of something. Because the reason you learned that thing in the first place is you loved it. Yeah. And then you got to the point where you had played it so much that you changed your relationship to it. And then you started seeing it as like, well, I'm not being creative if I'm just playing. Well, why not? Yeah. You know, it's it's really not what you're playing. It's how you're playing it. Totally. That makes it good or not. Oh. And, you know, I don't know. It's But we get caught in these things. These are like, you know, that's the mind game. Yeah. Why so many people quit playing. You know, it's just... You get in this, your head so much that you just forget just to let go and play. I know. You know? Do, you, do you get heady, like heady, like in your head a lot about stuff, or are you pretty good with that? Uh, I feel like relative. I'm p- pretty good. Sometimes mm-hmm. I definitely I go through phases of getting in my head, but uh, I think being in like jazz school for nine years helped me figure out a way to get out of it. You mm-hmm. know, because that's a way. You know, I'm. I feel like you're always in your head when you're in school. Right. And I've had to, like, figure out a way to not be there. Um, and that's always the goal. Uh, so, yeah, I definitely get in my head. And I, more, I go through phases. Yeah. Like, today, this after, I had to get this today, or I felt like I was, like, really in my head. I just, I was, like, tired and, like, kind of just, like, felt like I couldn't groove. Even though I've been playing all week, you know? It's not like I, like, wasn't playing. It just, like, didn't feel, it felt, like, foreign to me. Um, and I was in my head. So... Uh, I'm pretty good about getting out of it for the most part but like everyone I think it's so normal to be in your head and like that's also like why we do it the roller coaster it's like so fun to get out of it if you can like be down and and then like once you rise above it it's like the high is that much better what about confidence um how do you do normally it's like I like Normally it's pretty good. Sometimes I like melt down. Like I remember, like Bruce. Sometimes I'm like it's random. Like Bruce came to my blue whale. I had a gig at the blue whale. I remember I saw Bruce. I was like, oh my god. You know, I like got all in my head, and I was like, don't he? Don't even worry about. It. Even though like these are the people who like Bruce has heard me play so much, but like you know, I'm like I want to like show him that I've gotten better and right. like whatever. Yeah, like that's when I'm the most in my head. It's not <laughs> like. Sometimes it's it's just random. Yeah. But, like, I have, like, different mantras I'll try to kind of, or, like, I don't know if, it's, like, you know, I didn't work this hard to fuck up. Or, like, I didn't right. work this hard. <laughs> like, like this is what I do. And the more I think I don't care, the better I sound. And I know that. And I think yeah. most of us do. The more you're, like, screw you and just, like, have fun. I'm here to play music. I don't, like, that's when you're making music is when you're not thinking about playing a lick or who's in the room. Like, yeah, you know, so that's when I have the most fun. And I always just try to tap into that. But yeah, I think yeah, yeah. I'm it's sure you zen, guys. It's a Zen thing. It yeah, it really is. I mean, yeah. you think. I mean, I think back of all the t- moments where things got the, their best. Yeah. It's when I stop caring. How do you get there? I, exactly. You you only get there by caring a lot. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. That's the problem. You will never arrive at that place unless you do all the caring first. That's the that's the. The bugaboo and all that. You spend a lot of time caring. The Zen. I mean, you know, the Zen of it is you can't get to that place where you can let it all go unless you pick it all up and carry it across the street first. Mm. You know yeah. What I mean? You pick it all up and you carry it across the street and it's this fight and this fight and then you drop it on the other side of the street and now you're free. Leave me alone. But, but all that work to get it to where you could like let it go. Okay. That's yeah. what made it possible. Yeah, and that's you know it's and again it's 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 
definitely a thing that tests your resolve mm-hmm. and your commitment. And uh, definitely uh, kicks the old eagle in the balls pretty hard. Yeah. A yeah. lot of times, you know. Molly, what's for you, what do you think we, for your playing, where did it excel the most as in, was there one particular thing you started doing or was there something mm-hmm. you you step back and go, you know, my I feel like my playing's in a really good place because of, was there mm-hmm. a certain thing you were studying or maybe playing yeah. live more? or what? Definitely. I think just like playing, but I've had a few, I, feel, I think I can like think of a couple growth spurts <clears throat> in particular. I feel like a huge part of it that, you know, like, I remember having, I feel like I like, there's like a few lessons with you that I'll always quote, but like I had a, 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 a lesson with Bruce where he was like talking about, it's, it's, we're here to play. It, it, like, just like getting in my mindset if I'm not like, this isn't practice time. This isn't play. Like, uh, sorry, let me start this thought again. <laughs> but like, I think you, we would like, we, one more time I'm going to start it. But like, playing guitar sometimes is like, I'm practicing. I am playing. I am performing. And there's, you like, put in these different sections when it's just one and also getting in the mindset that like Bruce has taught me where it's like every time I get my I have the guitar in my hand it's an opportunity to create music Mm. and getting more in that headspace of just creating music and the joy of it like why am I doing this Um, being there and that was probably like uh, senior year of college I think that was a growth spurt and also when I graduated I think that had a huge growth spurt which is just I think playing a ton. I'm super fortunate that I get to play a ton. Mm-hmm. And um, that's why I've gotten better. And it's, I think a lot, some of it's like in your head, but also just playing. There's nothing else that, and playing for people. Yeah, yeah. You know, and playing in a bunch of different settings. Like I was telling Bruce, it's like, I'll, I'll say yes to a bunch of different kinds of gigs still, because I still like to like, like f- work on different skill sets. You know, it's, you're not going to be toned if you only do abs, you know, you got to like do your, <laughs> your arms and your legs too. So I don't know. Right. I like to do a bunch of different gigs all the time because I think it makes me a, a more well-rounded player and I still want to grow a ton always. Mm. Um, and I think, I hope I continue to have a bunch of growth spurts from just playing a ton because I'm still there right now. I'm not ready to like have a, a life where I'm not playing a ton. Yeah. And I, I don't think I ever will really. That's the scary thing is like, I don't know how, uh, what it'll be like if I, you know, whatever. What? <laughs> like have children and have try children, to like, like, like ah. not be out seven nights a week. Like I can't imagine. I'm always like, someone's like you'll grow out of it. You're not going to want to be out seven nights a week. I'm like, I don't know if I will. Well, you're 30. Yeah, 30 is a good age. I remember 30. Yeah. Yeah, I love that just is, going yeah. out every yeah. night and playing music it's, and singing. You know, music. when when you have when you're younger, I haven't grown out of it. Brisa, yeah, you're an exception will. to the rule. Yeah, you, you are an exception. Well, I think as soon as you have kids, or as soon as you find that, um, it might I'm really be immature career. for my age. <laughs> Sorry, I'm really immature for my age. You are <laughs> extremely <laughs> immature for your age. But yeah, as soon as you cross that threshold, where you, maybe you've done a bunch of stuff and you, it's it's you want to have kids or you find a career or just financially you're doing something different or whatever, but it's, you just got to do what, what makes you happy really. I think so. Yeah. I think like, I think you just live and it'll make sense as you go. I hope. Well, there, there is that, but also it's good to strategize and it's good to plan and it's good to ask questions and it's good to read the tea leaves, you know, like, 
where do you see things going and how to position yourself to yeah. either to know, you know, I mean, you know, you don't have to wait for the horse to die to get off, you know, you yeah. get off before, or, you know, uh, and, and, you know, but I mean, and with music, it's just, that's, it's, it's so beautiful metaphorically for life. I mean, basically most people don't think about it this way, but every day you get up, you're getting better. You, you, you get up to get better. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Every day, you get this is going to happen when you're sixty. It's going to happen when you're thirty. It's going to happen mm-hmm. when you're forty. When you're fifteen, and that's like a constant. Yeah, that's the truth. And that, therefore, however, that the important thing is that wherever you are, because knowing you're going to get better tomorrow and better the next day, wherever you are, you're still responsible for making the best music possible. Mm from where you are and not not trying to be where you're not but being where you are and making the most out of what you've got that's your responsibility to the music to the people who listen to you to the people who play with you and so many of us get into this thing like well i've got to get good before i can do any of this Mm. no you're already good and you're going to always be getting better yeah but with what you've got you only got one string on your guitar just be badass with the one string. You know, I mean, it's like, be cre- that's where you need to call on your imagination and your integrity, mm-hmm. you know, and your commitment to really give 100% to that situation. I think like what you just said, like that's how you get out of your own head. And I think that some of the things that you just said there, like that you said to me over our, our, my time studying with you, um, like the responsibility of the music. Like it's not like it's not about you and like your hot solo. It's about like the music, and that's how you get out of your head and get I don't know respect what you're doing. Right. With people around you. Do a lot of the gigs you're playing original or covers? Like, or is um, it a mixture? Mixture. It depends. What, I don't know. I'm, like the gigs around town in LA. Like uh, when you're jumping in there, they. I don't know. Depend. Like, I'll, I'll, if I play with artists, it's mostly their, their, their originals. Yeah. Like in my trio, I have, uh, and I have some uh, originals and a bunch of arrangements. Where he, I want more originals. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and then yeah, and then like I play at Perch every Monday night, and that's what's per, Perch? Per, a rooftop bar in downtown LA. Yeah, you gotta come by every cool Monday. That's it's a, cool a fun hang. hang. Yeah, especially these summer nights. I love when it's hot yeah. outside. Get a, a, yeah. a sparkling rosé <laughs> or a spicy concumbre tequila right. cocktail uh, and play talking. guitar with my friends. Yeah, go listen, yeah. It's okay. fun. It's a great what, is it a, 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 just a venue? It's, it's down it's a, on Hill and Fifth or something? Hill and, exactly, like right there. It's a, like by Pershing Square on like a rooftop bar. And I've been there every Monday for like four and a half years. Uh, Kenton Chen, he's a great singer, sings. Steve Haas on drums and Jennifer Condos on bass. It's just like... Yeah, I love like I get to like play music with my friends. Yeah, that's like yeah. all we ever want to do, right? Play music yeah. with our friends who yeah. we think are great at music. I just want to be on the road again. That's on that's the road actually, again. That's that. Playing music with my friends. I just want to be yeah, on the road, road again. again. Yeah, wherever yeah. I. That's all I want to do. Yeah, and and guitar wink. Guitar <laughs> wink. Well, you can you can come back and you know maybe we'll we'll leave it to you when we when we when we cross the. <laughs> I get to. <laughs> You can take it over. Okay. <laughs> Do it. Cool. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You can take it. 
We are, uh, we are, we do have Patreon. We're trying to cross that. Cool. I haven't Patreoned yet, but oh. I'll tell everyone to Patreon you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. We've got some amazing prizes we're giving away. We've, we've got a, um, a quilter amp yeah. that we're giving away, which is like this big. Am I eligible for it? You, you could if you, be. If you join Patreon, yeah. if you cool. become one of the Patreons. Um, we've got that, some left coast workshop pedals, like that, that lime green one down there. Uh, this guy from left coast workshop makes really great pedals. Cool. Um, Wire World Pro Audio Cables. So we've got some killer stuff that we're yeah. giving away okay. to these Patreon members. Um, I shouldn't oh, tell oh, people about it because I want to get, I want to get, I should go. Okay, she's got a gig. Got a, got a, oh, I got, got a, a gig. gig. Oh, where's the gig? Uh, Delilah in West Hollywood. I'm there every Sunday. I'm in town. The, what's the Delilah gig? Delilah is telling Bruce about it. It's called Jazz Night, but it's not really all jazz. It's, um... We start a couple of instrumental jazz tunes, and then like there'll be a featured vocalist each mm-hmm. week. I don't know who's singing tonight, but the band's always badass. Yeah, it's more Hollywood than hipster. Right. So I feel a little too. I don't know. It's not. It's a fun gig. Fun gig. All right. So we're gonna say goodbye to you. Um, but what I want to do first is um, we'll, we'll say goodbye, Molly. This has been amazing. It was such a pleasure to Thank have someone. You. Just bubbly and upbeat and right, right. just personality. Yeah, all, those, all those downer dudes we've had. No right. downer dudes. We're, well, bubbly we just had very serious bubbly cats. Bubbly beat downer dudes any day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're always welcome. Thank you so much. I would love to come back. It's always fun you, just to talk and back. hang out with people I like. So yeah. we'll, we'll say goodbye to the guitar wankers. Goodbye, guitar wankers. Goodbye, wankers. guitar wankers. Thank you for a lovely oh, well, Hold on, Molly. Where can they go to check you out at Vet Social yeah. Media? Where do they I go? at Moody Mill. Oh, like uh, if you go to mollymillermusic.com. Mollymillermusic.com. I'm pretty good about tor- posting my schedule. But also if you like message me on on slip into my dm instagram mm-hmm. moody mail or yeah email if you go on my website too you can just email me but i i'm i think i'm really good about responding okay i'm, I'm pretty organized so if you yeah. message me or look on my website i'll be like hey come see me here talk to me awesome yeah. i love right. it thank you so much check her out everybody molly awesome thank, thank you, you so much that was right, fun. thank you yeah, Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. yeah. Woo-hoo. cool